The Dark Hives are a collection of the paranormal, the occult, the unusual, and the strange tales from all around this world and others. This podcast contains mature themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me and welcome to File 2 of the Dark Eyes. I'm your host Colton, and if you want to spend the rest of your night looking over your shoulder, then you came to the right place. Today, we will be discussing the infamous Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. But before we creep up on the topic of this episode, I would ask that you reach out to me on social media. You can find the Dark Eyes on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with username at the Dark Ives Cast. And you can also check out thedarkives.com where my episodes will also be posted. I have also placed timestamps for each section of this episode in the show's description. The Mothman is a cryptid that is mainly said to lurk in the Appalachian Mountains of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. A cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids are going to be something that we talk a lot about on the Dark Eyes. They are deeply rooted in American mythology, and in many ways, they are these American legends that are going to survive, you know, years from now. Much like how the Greeks had their monsters, America has their own. In many ways, the Native American tales contribute to stories of such creatures in pre-colonial America, but cryptids are found, or said to be found, all over the world. Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, the Yeti, the Loch Ness Monster, and of course the Mothman. What's interesting about the Mothman is the beginning of this local legend actually has a definitive setting in time. Creatures like Bigfoot have had many stories that go back as far as the 16th century or more reported by the Native Americans. Mothman is a lot younger. The Mothman was mainly reported to be seen in around Point Pleasant, a town in West Virginia. Point Pleasant currently has a population of 4,112 people, and West Virginia is also the only state that is entirely in the Appalachian region. We're also going to be spending a lot of time talking about Appalachia and the Dark Ives. I'm originally from Eastern Kentucky, so it's a very important topic to me, and there's plenty to be found there, trust me. And I've seen a lot of interest on social medias like TikTok about paranormal Appalachia, So I'd really like to dip my toes in that subject as much as we can. A lot of American cryptids have been said to be found in Appalachia, but not only cryptids. Multiple hauntings, alien encounters, and all manner of strange activity is reported there. Coming from Appalachia and growing up around the culture there, superstition is very important. You know, many people in that area are actively participating in superstition whether they believe it or not. Whether it comes to the color blue on your porch, or having a broom above your window. It's all rooted in superstition. It's very important to the culture there. Towns in Appalachia are very small and they have very small populations, so word gets around. There's not much else to do other than gossip and talk and everyone knows everything about everybody. Uh, So, you know, something creepy happens. Everyone knows soon, you know, and it's like a game of telephone. So that could be an explanation as to why there are so many paranormal events happening there. But the Appalachian Mountains are old, and they are largely uninhabited. The Appalachian Mountains are estimated to be around 480 million years old. 
In comparison, the Rocky Mountains are only supposed to be about 55 to 80 million years old. So, if there are hidden creatures in America, it makes for a great hiding place. The mountains can be very scary at night, and they definitely have a presence to them. Maybe ancient spirits do live in the hills, or maybe it's all a part of the imagination. The Mothman might very well be lurking there. I saw, you know, this big bird-looking thing go over top of my car. I could see it wasn't a man, that it looked more like a bird. Instead of arms, they were like wings. I had a huge wingspan on it. was at least 10 feet. I was paralyzed. Really? I just, mm-hmm. and I just thought, well, you know, I'm going to die. The very first known sighting of the Mothman happened the night of November 12, 1966, and of course, Point Pleasant. A group of gravediggers were working one chilly fall night. They saw a giant winged creature hover in the distance before taking off. The creature flew right over them and then disappeared. But the most notable and famous Mothman sighting happened only three nights later on the 15th, when two young couples were driving in a part of town called the TNT area. The TNT area was an old munitions and power plant from the Second World War, and it was rumored to be haunted. The names of the couples were Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. Roger was driving his black 1957 Chevy with his wife Linda in the passenger seat, and the Millettes were sitting in the back. They were in a part of town that was popular with teenagers. This was a local hangout known for drag racing, and they were all having what was supposed to be a fun night heading up to the TNT area. But when they arrived there, they saw him, with two giant red eyes glowing from the reflection of the headlights. It was standing next to the North Power Plant. They described it as six or seven foot tall, man-like figure with wings folded against its back. And Linda even went on to say his body was just like a man's. She said that you could even see muscles in its legs. Later, when asked about it for the local paper, They made sure to say that it didn't look like an animal or bird that they knew. Local people to anywhere typically know the animals in their surroundings, you know. Especially in Appalachia, people are very aware of the animals that they could encounter. Birds, bears, you know, mountain lions. People are aware of the risks, you know. Because there are so many animals in your area, it just pays to be aware. And it's hard not to be aware. The couples had said that if they had to compare it to anything, they would have chosen Angel over any animal description. The four were in disbelief and quickly made their way back onto the highway, only to see him again on a hill by a large billboard when they made a turn. He was following them. The creature quickly took flight and began to fly back and forth around the car. The car was said to have reached speeds over 100 miles an hour, but the creature kept pace. The couples could hear its wings hitting the top of the vehicle, leaving long scratch marks along the top of the car. As they approached the town, the creature took off into the field nearby. They were initially hesitant to make an official report, afraid that they wouldn't be believed. So they went back out to the TNT area to see if they could find it again. When they got there, Roger stopped the car and they waited. And after a while, lo and behold, over in a field by the old National Guard armory, they see it. The creature made a deafening screech-like noise that was so loud that it hurt their ears. 
Before they could escape, the creature took to the sky and landed on the road in front of them. The creature opened up its wings and they said that they realized then that the creature was much bigger than they had originally believed. When Roger turned on the headlights, the creature escaped, giving them the inclination that it didn't like the light. Ironic because that is the opposite of what a real moth would do. After finally deciding to report this, the couples were questioned in separate rooms and all gave the same exact story and even provided very similar drawings of what they had seen. The sheriff agreed to investigate. The sheriff's office knew the people, small town. They trusted them and they saw that they were terrified and they believed them. But when the deputy went out to the TNT area to see if they could find anything with them, they found nothing. When the deputy attempted to call back to his station, a loud radio static was heard, and through the static, a loud shriek just like the one the creature had made before. When they all attempted to leave, a dark cloud materialized on the road, blocking their vision for a while. When they finally made it home that night, the couples all stayed together, and they stayed up all night shaken by the events. And Linda Scarberry, who was sitting in the passenger seat, would go on to be terrorized by strange phone calls consisting of radio static and loud screeches for months. She suffered from extreme paranoia, which has become a trend of supposed Mothman witnesses. The next day, the police in town held a press conference, and word of this creature got all around town. Everyone knew everything fast, and the TNT area became flooded with cars full of people who wanted to go see this Mothman. In response from growing skepticism from his community after this, Steve Millette had said, We understand people are laughing at us, but we wouldn't make up all this to make us look like fools. But other people began to come forward with their own stories about this mysterious figure, and Marcella Bennett told her story that happened that very next day. Marcella was with her family when she saw the Mothman once. She said the creature was standing nonchalantly watching her from a distance almost as if he was beckoning her to come closer. And after this, Marcella wasn't the same. She had extreme paranoia, believing the creature to be watching her at all times. Many more people began to see this Mothman, around 100 sightings over the next year, and it became a national story, putting a spotlight on this very small town. Once all the sightings of the Mothman became public knowledge, Many other paranormal events began to take place in Point Pleasant. People saw things move on their own, got strange and threatening phone calls, and people were experiencing extreme paranoia. The townspeople began to blame the Mothman for these happenings. Everything became the Mothman's fault. Your car doesn't start? Mothman. You got fired from your job? Mothman. Your wife left you? She's with the Mothman. And all the scapegoating came to a head a little over a year later with the collapse of the Silver Bridge. The Silver Bridge was a 700-foot-tall bridge that was built over the Ohio River, connecting Point Pleasant to its border state of Ohio. As the sun set during rush hour on December 15, 1967, the bridge began to shake violently and eventually crumbled into the river below, killing 46 men, women, and children. Mrs. Foster, what was the first thing that you saw? Well, I heard before I saw anything. I was standing right here in my kitchen preparing dinner, and my two boys came out the back door down the steps to get their bicycles. They got down to the bottom of the steps here, and they started screaming. They, we heard this terrible boom, and my boys looked around and saw the bridge starting to fall. 
Well, as soon as I heard the sound, I, of course, ran out the back door to see what was wrong with the boys and what the noise was. And as I got out my back door, of course, I could see what was happening. And I just, I stood right here and watched the whole bridge. What did the bridge look like? Well, it's like my little boy said. It was just like you would build um, a bridge out of child's building toys. And then if you'd just take a stick and just knock the props out from under it, that's the way it went. Did you see all the trucks and cars falling? I could see part of them, yes. The Mothman had been seen there just a few days before. So this began a debate amongst the townspeople. Was the Mothman the bringer of doom, or was he simply there to warn the people of it? Mothman was never actually described as attacking anyone or hurting them, except for one woman who claimed that she fought him off when he attempted to kidnap her baby. Maybe the Mothman is just an omen, a warning. What's spooky is the day the bridge collapsed, the stoplights in town were all malfunctioning, causing more traffic to be on the bridge than usual. And with all the reports of paranormal radio interference and electrical mishaps in town, maybe the Mothman was in control and he just wanted as many victims as he could take. Or maybe it's all just a coincidence. The bridge collapsed due to a crack smaller than a half an inch and an impossible area to reach with normal maintenance. An area so vital to the structure of the bridge, a 2.5 millimeter crack would cause the worst bridge disaster in American history. Big coincidence. But the Mothman hasn't always stayed in West Virginia, or at least Mothman-like phenomena have been reported elsewhere. Other reports include, workers in the Russian town of Chernobyl reportedly seen a bizarre flying creature with a similar description of the Mothman just weeks before the explosion, Chernobyl being home to the world's most infamous nuclear disaster. There were reports of a large bird-like creature allegedly seen near the World Trade Center days before the attacks on 9-11 and rumors spread that people had seen its face through the smoke and debris that day. Another Mothman-like creature was seen nearby months before another bridge collapse. The I-35 West Bridge in Minnesota collapsed on August 1st, 2007, during rush hour, just like in Point Pleasant. The incident took the lives of 13 people and injured another 145. In Freiburg, Germany, Miners saw a winged creature at the entrance of a mine they were supposed to be going to work in, but only moments later the mine caved in. April 10, 2009, in La Junta, Mexico, citizens began to see a large hairy creature with two large wings and red eyes. The creature was said to have terrorized the residents, even chasing a student relentlessly for over 15 minutes. It was during this time the area had began to see a rise in swine flu cases. I got the swine flu and I never saw the Mothman. Beginning in 2017, a slew of reports of a large Mothman-like entity happened in Chicago. Between 2017 and 2020, there were at least 100 different sightings in the Lake Michigan area. Most of these instances seem to indicate that the Mothman, if it is all the same thing, is connected to the tragedies in some way. Whether he's causing it or warning people about it is the question. Some local history may provide context. During the colonial times in what is now Point Pleasant, there was a leader in the Shawnee tribe named Cornstalk. Cornstalk was a well-respected leader for his pragmatism and peaceful nature. 
During a warring time when the Shawnee were fighting against the colonization, Cornstalk brokered a peace between his people and the different settlers surrounding them, although skirmishes would still happen. When Cornstalk came to visit Fort Randolph that was controlled by Matthew Arbuckle, he and three other Shawnee, including his own son, were detained and then executed on November 10, 1777. Local legend says that he cursed the town with his last breath for 200 years. Whether or not he really cursed the town doesn't matter because people believed it and belief is a very powerful thing. People believed it and began to blame all their hardships on Cornstalk, much like the Mothman later, which lends credence to the theory that they are connected. Some people speculate he could have been sent by Cornstalk from beyond the grave. So what is the Mothman? Just to say a cryptid is too vague. The Mothman, in the traditional folklore of the entity, isn't just a flying man-animal hybrid. All the stories that go along with it and the sightings also have supernatural elements to them, indicating that there is more behind the scenes. Some have theorized that the Mothman is an alien. Many of the Mothman's qualities seem to line up a lot with alien or UFO experiences, failing electrical equipment and glitches in technology and radios. When the town was supposedly befell with a series of paranormal events, the majority of what was said falls in this territory. People even claim to have experienced lost time, another frequent UFO sighting experience. Linda Scarberry was affected most by the Mothman of all the people in the car. She received a concussion from the event, but with no head trauma, and it was said it was likely from the loud screech the Mothman had made. Like I said before, she had a lot of strange experiences following this, but most notably, and this blew my mind when I first heard about this, she said she had been visited by men in black multiple times after the initial encounter. I've heard stories about the real men in black before, so it just widens the intrigue of this case by a mile. Now, the men in black, I'm not talking about the movie. Well, I am talking about the movie. But the conspiracy goes, when people have alien experiences and they talk out about it, they will be visited by strange men in plain black suits with no discernible face features. And they are basically there to shut you up from the government. The movie series is actually a part of the conspiracy where the theorists have claimed that the movies were made to discredit believers in the real Men in Black because it's just a movie. But the Men in Black are most known for visiting alien encounter survivors, so their presence here with the Mothman raises a few eyebrows. Another theory is that the abandoned power plant had contaminated the area, mutating animals near. In 1981, a red water seep was discovered in the TNT area. So maybe the Mothman is just a giant mutant owl or just a random, undiscovered species of owl, which is what many Mothman skeptics believe. Perhaps the Mothman is actually a spiritual entity. Maybe he is the ghost of an extinct prehistoric animal. He could be a fallen angel or a dark spirit, roaming the world, causing chaos, or warning people about it. All in all, the Mothman is an interesting legend and can serve as an experiment to explore human fear. The fear that something unknown and powerful exists right around us without us knowing, beyond the veil of our knowledge. What is out there in the wilderness? H.B. Lovecraft said it best, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. 
I'm not sure if I myself believe in the Mothman, but if I do, I would like to think he is some type of spiritual entity, you know. He could be an extra-dimensional entity that just crosses over something that we just can't understand. I don't really believe it's a actual physical hybrid of a man and a moth or a bird. But the Mothman will forever remain a mystery. We will never know what Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen Mary Millette saw that night. That is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me for the second file of the Darkives. If you would like more content or to hear about future episodes, feel free to reach out to me on my TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram with username at the Darkivescast. Don't forget to click follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening on to support the Darkives so I can continue to put out as much content as I can. Let me know what creepy things you'd like to see covered, and if you have your own personal paranormal story, I'd love to hear that as well. But before we go, I spoke a bit about Appalachia today, and I wanted to remind everyone of the catastrophic flooding that took place in Easter Kentucky this year. So many people have lost their homes and loved ones and pets, and many of these people do not have the means to recover financially or psychologically from this. So if you're able to and you'd like to learn more or donate to help those people in need, then I've placed a link in the episode description to the website for the Foundation for Appalachian Kentucky where you can do so. Stay safe out there, and if you ever do see the Mothman, get as far away from wherever you are as you can. He just might be trying to warn you, or kill you. Until next time, cover your windows, lock your doors, and I'll see you on the other side. Ha 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 